All right, guys. So uh, you ever have one of those days where everything just seems like it's going wrong, no mm -hmm. matter how many times you try to do something right? Well, mm -hmm. I had one of those days today. Um, I bet you get those days more than everybody else, though. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, dude. I might. I mean, I've had some pretty fucking big misfortunes in my in my day, but uh, but no, you know what I what, what I want to get to the other side of it is I'm not mad or I'm not upset that shit didn't go the way I wanted to today. I'm actually pretty fucking happy because I didn't let it be bringing me down versus. You know, it could have brought me down easily. I could be sitting here like, oh, depressed and shit like that and not want to talk. Yeah. But I'm fucking into it. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Because today we got another new guest. We got Austin. I don't know how to say your fucking last name, though. It's Fouché. Fouché. It's like, yeah. Like, okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All the way out of from Montana, where the Grizzlies roam. That's right. That's right. And... um I'm excited to learn more about you, bud. Thanks, thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. It's really good. Ah, it's great, man. It's great. Dude, you're from Montana. I didn't know that. You yeah. know, we've actually referenced Montana a lot. It's my that's my uh <laughs> it's one place on my bucket list I want to go and just just get in a car and just drive. Yeah. And man. fucking just see because nobody ever talks about Montana, but I've looked up plenty of pictures. Yeah. There's definitely a lot of times where I'll run into people, they'll find out I'm from Montana and they're like Wow, you're like the first person from Montana I've ever seen. So. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely not a lot out here in Arizona. Like I give my Montana license to bar hops and whatnot, and they're like looking at it, like ah, I don't believe them. So yeah. I've actually been rejected a couple so times. So is it as true as people make it out to be? I think because every time we've referenced Montana on the podcast, it's usually been a place of <clears throat> like outs off the grid, being away from the city, really in a place where you can enjoy nature and have built some respect about it. it it's kind of a weird place man it's like if you mix in hippie culture with the ideas of conservative it's kind of built on montana we're all about you know going outside enjoying the outdoors and just kind of living life how you ever feel people don't care about like what you drive as much or how big your house is mm -hmm. it's kind of a different particular like what cool stuff have you done in your life like what accolades do you have uh -huh. and it's less like i find out here in scottsdale especially that it's about the money that you have the material like, exactly yeah. and it's a completely different world out there it's kind of hard to explain now when you say hip do you mean <clears throat> you said hipster with like conservative feeling so yeah it's a weird culture so then it's not like hip like the portland seattle kind of hip. no thing. no they i think they look at the same social values but like when it comes to government and how they think things should be ran, it's all conservative from that point on. It's, sure. not, it's not very crowded where you're from, huh? No, not really. Uh, we have about a million people in the state. I think we just hit a million. And mm. we actually have like two times as many cattle as Herman per capita. Mm. Holy so fucking shit. Did you, did you, uh, you went to high school out there and shit? Yeah, yeah. How many, how many kids you have in your graduating class, you know? See, I went to a pretty big oh, okay. school. It was uh, we were like the third biggest city in Montana, and okay. I graduated with uh, two hundred forty okay. people in my class. Oh, that's not bad. That's so, still no. yeah, so it's still small. It's, it's still, small. still small. But what? Well, I guess what I'm trying to get at is, so you moved from Montana to Arizona how long ago? Uh, what five months ago? Five months. Oh was shit! It, I didn't what, know. It was was that it? Was it? Was that your first time leaving Montana? Like to live somewhere else? <clears throat> no, not at all. Like I'm prior military, so you know we've been around. Okay. Whether you're getting stationed or just 
you know. Well, you, you were in the military or something? You, you were a military brat? No, I am in the military. Oh, you still? Yeah. What, what branch are you in? Yeah, Army. You're in the Army? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I went, uh, I was active for my first year. Okay. And then I switched to National Guard to pursue some other dreams within rugby. And I actually took up a rugby scholarship at University of Montana. And from okay. that point on, Dude, know, I had I no idea. Did you, did you watch, <laughs> did, wait, wait, did you play? Yeah, yeah, I played. How was it? Dude. It was really fun. It was probably the best two years of my life. Uh, you know, it was a really good city to have. Um, if you're in the rugby world, you might have heard of Maggot Fest. And Maggot Fest is this big no rugby future. Yeah, it's this huge, big rugby festival with kind of like a, a New Orleans vibe. It's yeah. crazy. People dress okay. up. There's huh. the beads flashing. Everything's going on. Hell yeah. <laughs> it's really, really cool. And we have people come from like all over the world. We Where is it Australian at? teams in Montana, in, Montana? in Missoula, Montana. Hmm. And we have Australian teams, teams from the UK, teams from all over the nation that come and play rugby and have a good time. It's really, really fun. So that's a, so rugby is a big sport in the state of Montana? It is. And it's kind of a culture that's just starting to grow. Um, I know when I started my junior year, we were the first high school team that was built at that mm-hmm. level. And so we... <clears throat> Pioneers. Yeah, we kind of got together Your a couple teams and... We had like four teams in the entire state. Yeah. And then uh, my senior year, we had 16. So we quadrupled in size. And we actually... In three years. Yeah, yeah. And we formulated like a, a youth rugby club. Mm-hmm. And so it could vary from high school all the way down to usually like sixth grade. Yeah, I've never played rugby personally before. I've, always I've, I've like, watched it and I feel like I've always felt like that's one of those games that... I'd be pretty good at like for like the way my mentality works. You yeah. fucked yourself up out there, mm-hmm. broken yeah. bones and shit. It's funny. It's it's not so much like football where right. you're getting these huge hits and you you know that's hardcore. You're gonna get a lot of concussions, right, right, fractures, right. whatever. Where rugby, whatever p- pain you deliver, you receive. Uh, and so see, for a lot of people, that's. It's that's, enough where they want to like kind of get what they got to get, but without exactly. you know minimal damage. Yeah. 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 Okay, hmm. I see what you're yeah. saying. So, okay, so you're uh, you're stationed in the you're still in the military. You're right. are you you you're units out here in Arizona? Is that why you moved yeah, out here? Yeah, that's right. Well, it was part of the reason I got a bid from the Arizona National Guard to okay. come over, and it was a pretty good one. Okay, um, so I'm a combat engineer, and everyone who's a combat engineer wants to be in a sapper unit, and so down here they were able to get me. Uh, the slot that I wanted, so it's pretty cool. So yeah. you want to explain just like what a sapper is, real quick? Yeah, so a combat sapper were basically uh, ordnance for the major infantry units moving out. We do a lot of route clearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we blew up holes. If yeah, the building needs to be taken down. Whatever. We're those guys that use explosives usually, and we handle with IEDs and such. Yeah, the sapper unit we call it, it was something. We called it something different in the Marines. I forget what the fuck it was called, but I know exactly what you're doing. It was like a like an airstrike, like overseeing, and then, um, and then obviously you guys would be the ones out there um, with. You'd be the ones on the ground, if you will, and then the sappers yeah. would be the ones in the air. Kind of something like that. Something like yeah, that. You're We're, thinking of <clears throat> forward observers. Yeah, forward observers. Yeah. exactly what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. forward observers, like, they kind of are off the grid, behind enemy lines. You know, they're kind of supposed to be like well, the. Is that like flag. the sappers, though? We kind of have the same mentality. Um, just kind of based on your mission, it's kind of one of those weird MOSs where, okay. you know, it's, it changes. It varies. Yeah. You, are you still on your first enlistment? Yeah, 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 first enlistment. You're going to re-enlist? Um, as of right now, yeah, I don't see a reason not to. I've had a 
have a decent yeah. career. Yeah. Are, are you are you trying to go active? Or are you you gonna stay in the National Guard? Um, right now I'm just happy with the National Guard. Uh, you know, pursuing a personal career is also important to me. So it's really cool to right. be able to do both. Well, uh, what you said you were trying to. You're passionate about something. What what are you trying to pursue? Well, right now I'm trying to get on the police force. And okay. So nice, hopefully nice. that works out. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Okay. Do you have you have any family that was in the police background or anything like that? Or no. just something that's just kind of been like no. your itch? What? Yeah, it's just kind of one of those weird things, man. It's just... Uh, had a buddy growing up and his dad was like my hero yeah. uh-huh. and this guy was amazing he's one of those dudes you could tell a story and you could you know you could feel it right. ex, ex-marine back in iraq and then he he switched to the national guard and he was a cop you know lead the uh, drug enforcement right. in the mm-hmm. area and he was just such a really good role model really it's, just, good it's guy. nice to have a good role model like yeah sure, yeah dude. yeah and i was raised by a single mom so i didn't really like understand that that mm-hmm. concept and so he was kind of like always just one of those dudes that changes things for you like at that point i didn't know what i wanted to do but my senior year he really guided me and i was like i've always wanted to be in law enforcement so yeah. it's nice is, is that, that part of the reason uh, is that part of the reason why you moved out here was for the the law enforcement yeah to be part of phoenix yeah gotcha so it's a really fast growing area mm-hmm. uh, i know they need bodies so yeah. where, where are you at in the process right now uh right now i'm just about to get my background interview so okay yeah i actually got an email about that about a couple hours ago you know dress code bring certain items you know the such nice. so so what how does it feel obviously like last year if we look over the the year of dramatic events cops were like one of the hot categories right. so how is it have how are you like mentally approaching that like jo- about to join the force uh, yeah i think it's just my mentality you know i think you guys can relate on this is like uh when i truly believe something like it nothing's gonna stop me like yeah. it doesn't intimidate me that people are doing this like i get that there's awful things going on in the world and mm-hmm. you know each case is its own but the reality boils down to um I believe in what we're doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I guess what really comes down to my point of view on that, what you said, Ham, about the perception of the cops, and it was really bad and stuff. But at the end of the day, I mean, I have family that are in the police, you know, police force too. And it's like, there's good cops and there's bad cops out no, there absolutely. at the end of the day. And as long as you stay ethical and you do what's right, then that's all, that's yeah. all you can do at the end of the mm-hmm. day. You know, as long as you feel like you're doing what's right and you support your decision, then, you know, yeah, God bless. Exactly. Yeah. That's what they say. I mean, if you're trying to change the world, you do it with like one small act of kindness. Yeah, yeah. They said that in a movie. Also, yeah. also, also, happy, <laughs> we just also happiness comes from within. <laughs> we just watched a movie where they were saying this shit. No, it was pretty fucking inspiring. Now, when you as far as the police department, now where are you trying to be? Like vice, homicide? Where are you trying to work in? I mean, I'm just letting my career kind of build itself. Build you know, I got to start. Right now, I'm at the basement. You know, start mm-hmm. from the building up and mm-hmm. just. Uh, you know, go from there. I know. Same thing with the army. You know, I joined and I didn't know where it was gonna lead me. Right, that's a beautiful and, you thing. Know, yeah, me and, fucking neither. And yeah, here I am. <laughs> this is like a, this is one of the reasons I want to take this job path. Is there's so many different branches and so yeah. many things I can do right. from it. And that I love that aspect where I don't have to be doing the same thing my whole entire right. Career. It cre- it creates opportunities into bigger things. Yeah. Now. That's with, why I like with, with that being said, now if you become a cop here out in Arizona, are you gonna be stay put in Arizona? Or is is the, is the military you have the ability to move you around? Stay? No, yeah, actually the military takes precedence. Uh-huh. Uh, my unit is actually leaving for Afghanistan next year, so you know we'll just have to deal with that when it comes. Yeah. Just, That's right. Yeah. You know where you're going yet? 
Uh, no, not exactly. Just, no? Just Afghanistan. It's kind of one of those things that the National Guard does. They throw a year out there. Hey, you're going in 2019. And it's just to say, hey, we warned you. you we know, warned you. Now, yeah. do you think, that it's, <clears throat> does stuff like that fall off pretty often? Or is that something Yes, that, yes, yeah. it's fallen off twice for me already. Yeah, because I've so. had buddies in the same situation where they were yeah. doing work up and getting excited. All right, yeah. going, and then... Boom! Something fucking yeah. happens and they fall and off or whatever. The it's case always at the worst time yeah. too. Yeah, the last time they did that to me, it was like three months out, and I was like, "Oh man, yeah, that fucking sucks." You know, I adjusted my whole life already to mm-hmm. you know, right, right, this. right, for sure. Can we take so. a few steps back? Yes, sir. Okay, so like we were kind of talking about briefly about how when you're going through your life, you always plan for everything, but then fucking you never actually really know where your path's going to take you. No. You know? Absolutely. When you were in high school, or when you were playing rugby, did you already know that you were going to be coming out to Arizona and pursuing police force? Or like, you know, when you were in New Jersey, or when you joined the Marine Corps, did you know it's like, you're going to meet me and you're going to end up coming out here to live with me in Arizona we're going to make a podcast together? Well, no, but that, 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 like, I mean, I think that's that one of the special things about myself and obviously about you guys too. In your situation, well, I think is, everybody. It, well, yeah. no, I mean because I you can't say everybody because there is people that are in the same age as me that have not left my hometown. Yeah. You know well, I guess I think every so, experience is definitely different. Yeah. Every sure. every experience differs, and I, I get you know one choice is going to lead to another, but I fucking embrace the unknown. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. I'm going to go that yeah. way. Well, I'd rather go into the dark than the lighted area. Well, let me yeah. rephrase it myself. Then instead of saying that everybody experiences it, I would say that. Okay, so the one thing that excites me about life is the unknown because, like, it's, look, when I got out of the Marine Corps, did, did I think I was going to be selling hotel franchises and then starting a podcast? <laughs> no, not even, no way. Not even, never in my whole life did I think that was going to be a thing yeah. that I would do. But I would have guessed that. But, yeah, I, but like you said, that, <laughs> <laughs> but those things only happen because I was faced with a, a moment in time where I was given a choice or an opportunity right. to make a decision on it. Yeah. And, I, and I tried to make the best decision. So I guess... Not everybody may enjoy those times, but everybody, you know, is awarded opportunities in life and choices in their lives to make the unknown happen. Make, you know, these things in life that are, you look back and like, holy shit, I can't believe this is where I come from. This is where I am. All these opportunities are always coming, you know, day to day. And it's up to like us to be looking out for those kind of times where you make those decisions. Mm. That's what I'm trying to say. Dude, I love that. I love what you just said. Thanks, mm-hmm. man. Because that's what I was thinking because, for a second. Dude, it's like it's like a big spider web. Fucking, you come up with, upon a decision. It's like you pick decision A or you make decision B. Yeah. And at that point, not every time you make a big decision or every time you make a decision, it's going to lead to a huge thing. But if you're put with that moment in time where you're like, all right, well, I can stay in one place or I can take a chance and jump off the mm-hmm. cliff. You know, a hundred percent of the time, I would say mm-hmm. jump off the cliff and see what happens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah. at a younger age, man. What the fuck we got to lose? Yeah. And a lot of times you find yourself going, I would have made that decision again. Yeah. You know, I would have done the same thing mm-hmm. again. Like, I, I don't regret. Right. Yeah. I've made and, some stupid fucking decisions, but I wouldn't change it. Exactly. Yeah. You would like good decision, bad decision. Mm-hmm. You'll never know until down the road. Yeah. You know what I've noticed? I've I've definitely been more attracted towards people who take opportunities and take risks with their decisions. Like, just thinking back of all my friends. My friends are people who, when there is that opportunity in front of them, they look for you know what's best and they take those risks to you know try to achieve greatness, which is cool, you know. Because if I was obviously we've talked a lot about how important the circle of trust, like your your circle of trust is, and like your group, and having someone that's completely content with being stagnant, 
you know, is a huge deal to us. So it's, I don't know, I guess it's cool to have, like, obviously we just met mm-hmm. and we get along pretty well. And it's like before I even knew that, you know, he's taking risks and making things happen and trying to, has a goal on his mind, he's making those decisions to get there. Before I even knew that, we were already compatible. So I, there's definitely something with just the personality types, you yeah. know, of us and the people we've, you know. Right. Well, I think a big thing comes. Drink some beers with. From like, <laughs> which, and I don't know if this has happened to you, but like your posture from just being in the military alone, like have people like confronted you? Like, where are you, you know, where are you, are you in the military or whatever the case yeah. may be? And then it's like. They instantly knew almost, and like you say, yeah. Then it's like, like there's this like instant connection, and I fucking totally. love that shit, man. It's it's a whole different culture. Yeah. It really is, and you'll find your own cultures in life. You know, I to tie back to rugby. Rugby culture is super super weird. Yeah. But I always know when like someone used to play rugby because they have that certain weird mentality about them. It's kind of like yeah. the same thing when you're in the military. You meet another military guy, a gal, yeah. and you're like, you just know. Yeah. You know what else is cool yeah, with you that? Just know. It, you start seeing people that have the history of a past culture, like, and then you can see people that have had that past culture and embrace the new culture and kind of made like a mm-hmm. hybrid. For example, mm-hmm. like I would say all three of us, yeah, we have the military culture, but do we act like we're in the military culture? Not necessarily. No. I'd say we act like walk like we were in the military culture i would say we act like we're the military culture but we fully we've embraced the civilian culture Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because you have like those self-entitled fucks self-entitled fucks of the military that when they get out and i was there too they just want everyone to know to praise their fucking name for what they did but it's at the same time it's like once you accept the civilian world civ div and embrace you know the principles and the things you were learned in the military and combine them you know right i feel like that's where a lot of my success comes from is i took those things i've learned applied mm-hmm. it into a civilian lifestyle and it's made me more disciplined you know right totally. Take, taking the good from the bad and because everything you learned in the military is not something that contributes mm-hmm. well to the outside world i'll nope. be honest with you <laughs> no. but but there's one the bigger thing is, is the way you carry yourself two when you're about to make a big decision like we just talked about you find your self-awareness is higher so you can support your decision more i feel like and you don't want to be self-entitled but you also want to realize that you may have done more taking more chances than other people in life and i kind of like me personally like i like to give that back to other people yeah take mm-hmm. my experiences be like look you know shit went downhill at this point shit was good at this point mm-hmm. but but nonetheless i was able to keep moving forward and i think that's the biggest thing that i take from the military is no matter how much shitty situation gets out here i can yeah. just be like no nah, this ain't that bad compared yeah. to other shit that's, I've done that's, with before that's the beauty of uh relativity mm-hmm. so it's like anytime i'm having a fucking bad day it's like i just think back to where my worst days were yeah. exactly. and then once i have those i'm like well it ain't as bad as that but then i also like i try to especially like in the gym obviously all three of us were all working the gym it's like you think about some of the workouts and if you're feeling like a little bitch, well, it's like, it's not as bad as that workout. But then in the gym too, you also got to push those limits. So it's, you're yeah. always raising the bar for yourself. So when you're feeling sorry for yourself, you can always think back to those times. So whether life and gym, damn, I fucking talk about the gym a lot on this fucking podcast. Hey, the gym is life. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. The gym is life. Dude, no, is. dude, but I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Honestly, a, a personal quote of mine is that the, the only obstacle in my way is myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. The only enemy is myself. And so when I go to the gym, I just keep thinking about that. And I try to, you know, blow out everyone in the room and focus on just myself. Yeah. Right. You know, that's it. It's my time. 
and that's what I think is so beautiful about the the gym. It, it's more than you trying to achieve a purpose, but yeah. it's therapy. Yeah, to me. yeah, you know, it really is hundred percent. Mm-hmm. And to get to that point, that's like always the goal for people. Like when mm-hmm. I tell them, I'm always like, look, when you start coming to the gym, at first it's gonna seem like a chore, but eventually it's gonna be something that you feel like you need to do. Otherwise, yeah. you're gonna have this weird feeling in you. It's like the other day when I was at the gym on Sunday. I didn't want to fucking work out. And then I realized I didn't bring pre-workout. Then I realized I didn't bring an extra shirt. And I didn't bring my headphones. Still got it done. I still fucking did it. The you reason I did, did I was it. like, okay. I thought back to what you said. You can't have good days in the bad. You can't have good days in the gym unless you have a few bad days. And then I was like, if I get this done, I just know that tomorrow I can be like, well, I was facing a time in my life where I didn't have any of the things I needed to go to the gym, but I still made it fucking happen. Yeah. You know, and I just told myself that. I bet you had a good workout too, didn't you? It wasn't bad. <laughs> it wasn't bad. It wasn't. It wasn't like my best workout, but I got it done. You know, I got it done. You have days like that. It's yeah. just like, all right, I'm gonna cross this one off the list. Yeah, move on to the next. Goes through one. the fucking motions. You know? But do you, just the fact that you you do those things, like it really does. I, I like. I feel like if I'm like looking at myself on the graph, when I every time I achieve something like that, I feel like I shoot up a fucking good amount of points of like <laughs> mental toughness. I just beat myself up, honestly, man. Like. If I'm not feeling like I'm getting what I want out of the gym or whatever or my workout, like I'll beat myself up like I'm gonna fucking work you out until mm. you wanna work out. <laughs> yeah. Like and it's like the, the mentality good. upon myself, which is cool, I can give it to other people. And honestly, like how you mentioned that you had that role model before that kinda like really like set you. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean my mom's not a role model, but I can't and then she got me, you know, she was she was in the Marines and like I followed her footsteps. But now um you know, I'm trying to obtain things in my life, and, but I I have a hard time like really looking at a role model like somebody that has effect on me when they talk to me. I'm just like, fuck, mm-hmm. like this is the person like yeah. that mm-hmm. needs to be in my life. Um, but in the flip side of that, I try and be that person to myself though too, yeah. Yeah. which is tricky sometimes because you'll find yourself giving yourself the wrong kind of motivation mm-hmm. um, for the wrong reasons. But at the end of the day, like I'm saying, it's just as long as you keep putting one foot in front of the other and not going backwards. It's like yeah. the most important thing. Like something that may seem like a setback doesn't necessarily be the setback. You just got to perceive. It's all about your perception of how you see it. Like, yeah. okay, I'm here. And when you do have a setback, it's good. And, you know, you're kind of down a little bit lower than you are. It's kind of like good to look around, see what it feels mm-hmm. like, understand where you're at. Yeah. And understand what it feels like. So next time, you know, you're you're mm-hmm. brought up with a situation, you're about to make a decision. Yeah. You're like, okay, um, I'm not going to do this because I remember what it was like last time. Yeah. It's that, uh, that recall. Yeah. When you're down that low, it's kind of when the goals set in. Yeah. You know, what goals do I have planned for myself? Priorities become mm-hmm. prevalent. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's easy when things are going. You learn good. a lot about yourself at your lowest moments. Yeah. So yeah. let me ask you. So obviously you came out here trying to become the, be part of the police force. Scale of one to 10, since I like one to tens. How, what's your stress levels and how do you feel? How, how it's going? 10 being like things are going perfect, not worried about it at all. One being like, what the fuck is going on? Trying to get on, you mean? Yeah, just yeah. like achieving these these goals that you have. Oh, man, it's just it's something I've always wanted to do, mm-hmm. you know, and it's really hard because, like, I'm sitting here like, oh, man, this is taking forever, yeah. you know, and I talk to people and they're like, hey, man, just stay strong. It's one of those jobs, you know, you're fine. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, you know, I keep listening, but my heart's telling me like, hey, dude, like, you know, well, how long is the process? Like, what, what, what until you go to the academy? 
Um, it just it's different for every department, honestly. And the, right now, Phoenix is flooded, so it's taking their sweet time trying to get you know these packets moving through. So I'm part of that realm, and that's you know fine. Hopefully, you just you just you're in fucking uh, uh, purgatory right now. But yeah, but you know yeah. the most important thing is just continue to do everything because eventually it seems like your shot's gonna come yeah. up. So when your shot comes up, just be ready for it. Ready so just keep it. getting better and better and not like staying where you are now, you know, yeah. it's just about yeah. well I can imagine the feeling too because sometimes I know me and Pat I felt the same way just about this podcast. You know? Where it's like, yo, we're in every week trying to get a new episode out every day. Where's the progress? Where's that day when I'm fucking part of the academy, you know? Well, so yeah, and obviously yeah. and just like you said, the advice you just mentioned, it's like you know that shot's gonna come as long as we keep working on it, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. Like I got foot surgery last year, but prior to moving out here, so I was laid up for three months. That was like I was like I'm getting foot surgery, then I'm coming out mm -hmm. here. So I got my first foot surgery done in December, and uh, and that purgatory leading up to come out here because I knew my life in New Jersey was like it's like what am I building on here? There's nothing mm -hmm. I'm leaving, you know. Um, and then also I was like, well, how can I be proactive about moving to Arizona? And there was really not much I could do because I knew nothing about what I was, you know, trying to accomplish out here. I literally fucking came out here so goddamn blind now that I think, yeah. <laughs> I think about it. <laughs> so did I, dude. When I moved here, the same thing, dude. Blind as fuck. Just had my blankets. My, That's what's my fun, computer. though. Because, you know, you yeah. take, you take <laughs> chances like this. And then when you have kids one day and they're, like, on the fence, like, you could be one of those parents and be like – Go ahead, jump off the oh, cliff. Def I'm versus versus kids, somebody so. being like, "Don't ever leave yeah. me," you know? Yeah. yeah, I'm definitely telling my kids to take risks because I've. That's where we get snowflakes. Yeah, true, 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 true. Mm -hmm. Because like when I go back home, when I talk to the kids who have like never left, I'm like, I can just. It's weird. I'm a goofball for 100 percent sure, but it's like, I would say as far as maturity goes to the openness of what the world offers, it's oh, night dude. and day. You know? I tell you what. Yeah, the region of the world I'm from is it, we're very set in our ways. Yeah. And like, I went back home, and, you know, basically, if you're back home, you're logging, you're in the log yard, yeah. you know, log meal, or... <laughs> the, the, job, the jobs are few and far yeah. between. Or, I, yeah. or you're on a ranch or something. I mean, it's pretty far and few between. Yeah. And yeah. so, you know, just going back there and talking to those guys was just it Dude, was crazy. I, like I, their lack of experience, you know. Yeah. yeah. No, I caught on to that. I have this moment my best friend lives in Indiana and I went out there to visit him. And I'm like, oh, dude, everything's so fucking cheap out here. And then, like, after being there for, like, two or three days, I'm like, that's because there's no fucking jobs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, there's, I mean, there's jobs, but they're, like, just, like, simple, simple blue-collar yeah. jobs versus, like, you blue. come here and there's fucking just diversity businesses and businesses oh, yeah. and yeah. businesses. And it's, like, you can be anything that you want. Now, that actually reminds me. So when you moved from Montana and you came out here, was it, like, a culture shock for you? Oh, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, I don't You're never... like, I ain't no dirt, dirt. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, no. Obviously, I've had a lot of diversity in the military. Yeah, true, true, true. So I just had to go <laughs> and living there. In Georgia, I lived in Georgia for a year, too. So okay. that was kind of... I go, they're even more fucking... I got, I got cultured. But what the culture I haven't really been around was the latino culture yeah you know that was definitely totally different for me and it's really like i really enjoy it i really do but it's just it's different for sure yeah I, lo I love the diversity out here between between the weather and the diversity those are my two favorite things about arizona because i'll meet 10 people and eight of them will be from arizona oh yeah yeah, yeah well no. that's why dc was crazy for me because i've never been around a lot of african-americans 
Mm-hmm. Like growing up in school, dude, I don't think we had one person right. that was black. And so yeah. when I went to DC, I was like, whoa, culture shock yeah. a little bit there. Yeah. And I was a small town too. I had 100, 120 kids graduate in my class. So it was pretty fucking wow. small. Dude, my culture shock was opposite, which is funny. Because I'm from New Jersey, so like I lived like an hour south of New York City, an hour west or east of Philadelphia, and like an hour north Atlantic City. So there was a ton of traffic all the time, ton of people. And then I came here, and I mean, there's a lot of people here in Arizona, um, but the pace was so much slower here mm-hmm. for me versus the opposite for you. You come from Montana, yeah. you're like this is sped up, like I'm totally, like, everything's totally, slowing yeah. down. Like people are complaining about traffic here, and I'm like, you're still going 30 miles an hour. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're moving. Yeah. True, that DC, dude, that DC traffic was bad. Dude, you guys don't even know two-lane traffic. <laughs> You're stuck behind a tractor? <laughs> oh, I've been there. Yeah, me too. <laughs> that's, a, that's my old town. Dude. Some kids yeah. would take their horses Sketchy. to school, man. Our trailers swinging all around. Yeah. You know, they're just like, oh, well, well, what do you like? Do you like this lifestyle, or do you do you think, do you see yourself eventually moving back to, like, Montana? Oh, the goal is definitely to move back, for yeah. sure. Yeah, no, get the experience and run, like, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's... Would you go back and be a cop in Montana? Oh, yeah, that's... That would the, be ideal. That's, that's like the end, end goal. goal. End yep. goal, nice. Yeah. What yeah. infatuates you about Montana? Um, it, I love the culture. I love the beauty of Montana. The, yeah. the wild touch, you know. And right. I, I love... How much? You done, dude. Fuck, You're doing good, though, bro. Hey, thanks, bro. You see, that's why I didn't really say much to you before when I saw you. I've been sitting in here. You've been thinking? Well, it's not that I've been thinking. It's just I'm really good at small talking. We're still good. Keep going. Pulling information out of people. We're still alive, baby. All right, we're still alive. Just a small disconnection. All right, sorry for the the pause. Sorry for the pause. Sorry for the pause. Well, oh, and uh, shout out to Katie. She's helping us out. Take two. Doing the the cameras and running OBS. So shout out. Damn, so you want to turn the podcast? What? You want to turn it? What do you mean? You want to turn it? Turn it up. Yeah, turn it, dude. What the fuck? All right. You got a girlfriend? I do. Yeah, she out here? We always go here. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Wait, did you bring her out here or you meet her out here? No, we came together. Damn, that's love. Yeah. That's not how it was planned. She followed you? No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you're sending so many signals. I don't. Yeah, know. no, I mean, in in a way, yeah, she did, but it was it was more. You're the influence. You're gonna listen to this. That really this is what we do. Off. We sabotage relationships. I'm she just knows. Kidding. She knows that. Well, when I first you know planned to come out here, I was kind of planning on like the whole you know being single and how, how you know long, exploring how you the big been, city. How long yeah. you guys been together for? A uh, year and a half. So is she going to get mad by listening to you just say that? No, I hope not. No, Jackson, <laughs> no, 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 she knows that. She, uh, okay, go she's on. okay. With You've had, though, it seems like you had some success in your relationship. Yeah, yeah, we've had some good times. Hard Congratulations, times, you know? bro. Thank you. Thank You're you. the first one, bro. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, most of the time we get people on here and it's nothing but a fucking... Bad day. Fuck this bitch. Fuck that bitch. Mm. <laughs> fuck this dude. Fuck that fuck boy. Yeah. Usually that's the fuck go-to. Boy. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, it's it's whatever, dude. I'm sorry yeah. I'm not cool. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> not, like. Not as much drama, man. I don't know. Like, well, how long have you guys been together? She said it's a year and a half if you listen. Oh, Pay sorry, attention. I feel like you've told me that more than once. Pay attention. Honestly. He just said it, dude. A year and a this half. This is why you're single. Where are you at, bro? You got bad listening. Skills. Well, I've been in, I mean, <laughs> like, I've been in like off and on relationships Roast for them. a year and a half. 
Yes, I'll pick it on me, guys. Stop picking it off. You know, Pat, do you Congrats. have a fucking girlfriend? I'll, I can throw you No, dude, the, the next time... Quick. No, I. the next time I'll have a girlfriend is fucking never. That's so funny. At least you know now. What? I said at least he knows now. No, I knew. I knew. I've, I've, I've went through my fair share of uh, fallouts. And for now, I'm just going to fucking just do me because shit mm-hmm. just burns in a fire at the end. And I'm just... You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a firefighter for a little while. I actually have a song for that. It's yeah, called, it's called it's Gasoline. <laughs> Do you want to sing it? I uh, okay, give us a little, I give us a few liners real fast. I got a woman. She's born. You gotta sing song. it like you I can't remember the words. Wow. I'm sorry, guys. Not I'm your sorry. song. Yeah, you ride horses a lot, huh? The horseback guy. Yeah, what about him? You're a big horse rider. No, actually. I was booked off a horse when I was really, really young. Uh, you did tell me that. And so, me and horses, we just we just stay, keep our own side. Yeah, I figure so people like, We know not to fuck with each other. Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are. Like, my cousins, they breed horses and break horses and all that. But yeah. it's not just, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I, I kind of got that. Like, I've talked to a fair share of people, especially of where I work. I live, or I work out in East, East, uh east part of the valley where there's a lot of ranches and shit mm-hmm. like that and i'd be talking to people and they're like yeah i fucking broke this this and this getting thrown off of a horse but they love it still oh, they yeah. still and I, i've never i mean i rode mm-hmm. a horse maybe when i was eight years old but see stuff like that like i want to experience kind of new things like that that i haven't done in a long time because i feel like yeah. there's certain hobbies out there that i think i would really love yeah but i'm not, totally. give, but I'm not giving myself a chance to well and we don't have anybody to show us which which i remember i asked you you hunted, right? Yeah. So you need to take us. I love because we've but been running. I don't know this this area, so we'd have to go scouting and all that. Yeah. Well, I know. We, so elk and deer start in September. Right, right. So I'm like, we got till September to be ready. Yeah. So we need to be fucking. You if ever, we're you doing this, bow, you ever go bow hunting or you go with? I just rifle for me. Yeah. Honestly. I really want to try we, bow hunting. I've I've gone on bow hunts. I've just me personally have never been into it. Yeah. I think it's because I just does it take a lot of time, a lot of like. Like watching yeah. it, yeah, all the stalking, being like a fucking yeah. sniper. With with everything, with everything in life going on, the last thing I needed to learn was how to shoot a bow. And so yeah. when hunting season <laughs> came, I, I mean, you're that. right, you're right in the middle of football season, and so hunting to us was like, cool, we gotta buy this weekend. Wait, what like, football team go. do you like up in Montana? What do people even like? like? NFL. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're, like we're one of those mutt areas. I'm a Seahawk. Oh, big time Seahawks guy, Seattle. Yeah, and so yeah. What are the other ones that people would typically? Uh, people really like the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings, uh, okay. Dallas. You're yeah. gonna run into Dallas that everywhere. Denver, Denver is really popular too. Hmm. So, uh, also Wisconsin. You know, Wisconsin's yeah. pretty popular. So, but as far because I want to go back to hunting. Because I really sorry, do want to hunting. Just, you know, yeah, so like, I was gonna buy a bow with my tax returns. Oh, okay. But then part of me is like. Maybe you for like rifle. your first time go hunting, buy yeah, a rifle. Yeah, no, <clears throat> dude. Yeah, you got to learn a lot about hunting uh, before I think you jump into bow hunting. If I you want, I, I can like, see that. I can see that. If you want to be too. good, yeah. I mean, you, you need to learn like what trails to look for, the hot spots. You know how to camouflage correctly, how to track things yeah. like that. I mean, you need to have a basic understanding before and you learning just that run with. out. Yeah, I mean, sometimes people get lucky, but if you want to. If you want to get some real game, I mean, you gotta learn. You gotta have a sense of intelligence. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that would be that would be the end goal. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Because like I would love to have fucking nothing but organic as fuck, lean as fuck, nutritious ass meat. It's so good in my fucking fridge all year round. 
that I don't have to worry about buying yeah. anymore. Yeah. And if you know what you're doing, oh, just so good. You can yeah. make whatever you want. All right, so wait, can you, wait, can you, wait. I want him to alleviate something for me real fast. So my biggest fear about elaborate. Him, no, alleviate. Alleviate. I need him to alleviate something for me. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> So, like, my biggest thing is, like, when I think about hunting, like, I've never actually been hunting before. And uh, what's it – how rare would it be for another hunter to shoot another hunter? Because um, that's honestly my biggest phobia it, is going out there and somebody shooting me that doesn't know I'm there. It Honestly, it's happened. Yeah. Um, I actually have a weird story about this. My Do uncle, tell. My uncle shot my great-grandfather that way. <laughs> Sorry, I'm not. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) no, um, no, it's a true, it's a true story. Yeah, um, my grandfather and my great uncle uh got back from Vietnam and they were out shooting one time. And my uncle was spazzing out, having like mad PTSD. Oh, shit. So he saw like a a, what he thought was the the white tail's ass, but it turned out to be a ball headed guy. And so he turns up and he's all freaking out and he pulls the trigger and ends up shooting his dad in the head. He killed him. Yeah, yeah. So it was pretty. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, he went like downhill after that for sure. I Holy would, fuck. I would, yeah, things so, were, yeah, that's rough. Yeah. It's, Sorry for laughing. <clears throat> Holy shit. No, it's, it's, it's real, man. It's crazy, but I mean, it does happen. But they but, were hunting together. Yeah, and that, that was a max that's a hard case to fight. I mean, he he had some real mental issues. Oh, I believe it. That was kind of before, you know, people could scale PTSD. Like, right. They didn't really think of it or anything. So he was, you know, he, he was suffering really hard from it. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it, it does happen, but really it's not that popular. Right, it it's be. part of the risk. It would be like playing football, and then you could be the one person that gets paralyzed from the waist. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I think it always goes back to just – I mean, we've all ran ranges before. Yeah, Gun but, safety and know the yeah, fuck what but, you're shooting at. Well, now it's not that what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is necessarily like if you're in the woods and it's real patched up area that somebody could be, you know, 50 yards yeah. or 25 yards away from you. You have no idea. Yeah, and that's how this area was. It was highly, it was mostly timberland. Right. So, you know, it was really hard for him to see and everything. Yeah, well, the, the phobia came from, so we used to have a, uh, uh, I'm, my my aunt going to a gym back home, and their son died when he was 16. And they opened this thing, Team Randy, for people with special needs. And anyways, these guys would come into our school and talk to us. And I always remember there was this guy that was paralyzed from the neck down, and he got in a hunting accident with his buddy when he was like eight or nine years old and stuff. And I was just like, ever since then, I've kind of had that phobia in the back of my head. Well, it definitely yeah. happens. I mean, it happens, but I don't think it's something to be scared of. I right. think. It, I think it's one of those freak cases that happen. I mean, hunting on wrong the place, high side is really, really enjoyable, really right. therapeutic. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. feel it's, like I could get enjoyment of, out of it, too. It's really, really, you know, it feels good when yeah. you get that big buck down. Or well, whatever. what I want out of it is just the disconnect from the city. Oh, yeah. That's the biggest like, thing I've been oh, craving. Yeah. Get it's my just, hands dirty. Like, even, like, for um, Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving, we went back home, and we went shooting, and we shot, like, for probably, like, six hours. And it would just felt good to just be covered in dirt, have dirt on your fucking face, your hands yeah. like black with just gunpowder. That shit feels good. Yeah. And I'm like it smells. I don't. I'm do all that about experience, much, you know? man. Yeah. That's, that's what my life is about. Is about experience. I know I'll never have, you know, money or anything like that. But I love 
just yeah. being in wacky situations, man, that drives me to up. Pull wall. yourself out. Yeah, of well, I totally, I yeah. definitely believe that as long as you chase what you love, that success and money usually follows. Yeah, you know, absolutely, absolutely, fucking absolutely. Because people yeah. love people. People love people who do what they love. Which is, but what's sad is they love watching it, but they never do it for themselves. Isn't that weird? <laughs> well, it's funny because it's like saying that we're, we're training somebody at work and we'll critique them on this and that, and then you go to work out and you're like, uh, like you should be critiquing yourself on that mm. fucking sort mm-hmm. of thing, but but you're not. It's like it's like you can, uh, it, not be hypocrites in a way, but it's almost like we. I think we talked about this last week. It's like we know what's right necessarily but we don't always do what's mm-hmm. right um necessarily because we're kind of looking for shortcuts sometimes Thanks, yeah that's yeah. it's keen to remember that you never stop growing yeah i mean you're always gonna find the new hottest trend what or was like that? or how to bench press yeah 15 yeah. in five days yeah. you know like you'll always find these little you tricks five days. And, <clears throat> yeah <laughs> and whatever i mean it's it's, it's, it's these you know these guys that come up with these ideas yeah, of, of how course. to be super fit. It's super popular now. Everyone knows that you could be fit today, yeah, you yeah. know? And it's it's that mentality that's like, ah, oh, it bites me in the ass because, like, you know, I think, oh, man, maybe well, that, that works. Yeah. What if it does work? Yeah. And next thing I know, I'm trying it out and it doesn't yeah. work, but, you know. Yeah. I that's think what, I find you'll always yeah. continue growing. I mean, yeah. Wow, well, I was, and I had a big talk with my, uh, my mom because, and honestly, it was a really humbling experience that, for me, as a, like when you're a kid, and if you grow up in a, a good family, you like you look at your parents like superheroes. You love them; they're the mm-hmm. world to you. You don't think that anything can phase them; nothing shakes them. And it was a very humbling experience the day I realized that my parents are just humans too, and they have their yeah. problems and their issues. They're like they're still trying to figure out. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking you know? crazy to think about. Yeah, when, that, that moment well, you find well, out your parents are invincible. Yeah, yeah. So, what yeah. I, I was talking to my mom about this because she feels uh, I'm probably going a little bit too deep, so she doesn't. Listens to this, but mom, pay attention. Pretty much, you know, my mom, she's a mother by nature, and she loves taking care of her kids more than anything because, I mean, she gave up any opportunity of chasing a career just so she can raise the kids, you know. And after me, I'm the youngest. Once me, my brother, and Josh left, you know, my mom was like, "What do I, what do I do with myself? I, I want to be motherly. I want to take care of you guys. I want to help you guys with your lives, you know." And I'm 100% independent. I like I, I told I tell my mom it's like you look you don't need to take care of us. You just need you don't need to take care of Maya, Josh. Just worry. You did great raising us. Don't worry about it. Look at look at your kids. We're all doing fine. And then she feels like you know like bad about not being able to help out here and there. Like she misses it. And I yeah. was like, Mom, you got to realize that now that you have awarded us, you know, with a great life that we can take care of ourselves. Now you have the opportunity to invest in yourself and your in your growth. And mm-hmm. so I had her, I told her, I was like, look, there's three parts of you that make up who you are. Your spirit, your intelligence, and your physical being. I was like, I want you to write all three of those down in three different categories. And then I want you to write a goal for every single one and then work backwards from it. So like in a year or now, awesome. where do you want your spirit to be? In a year or now, where do you want your physical physicality to be? In a year from now, intelligently building knowledge, where do you want to be? Because you need goals to keep moving forward. Because Always. if you keep worrying about what me, Josh, and Always. I are, and that's what's getting you down, you need to look at the complete opposite and be like, you have this fucking chance now to focus on yourself. So now yeah. ever since I've had that talk with her, it was honestly, it was good for me too because now I'm looking at myself. I'm like, all right, spiritually. Whether you believe in spirit or not, I 100% do. 
what am I doing to make sure my spirit gets better and my, my mojo intelligently? Am I making sure I'm increasing my knowledge, learning new things every single day, becoming smarter every day? And the physicality, am I taking the necessary steps every single day to bettering my body? Because it's the, the vessel that carries everything else. And uh, I don't know where I'm going with this rant, but we were talking about growth, so I wanted to go into it because no, it helped me cool. think through it. You know, I think people definitely could take that little self-evaluation. <laughs> Tying into if you have goals, make your big goal, make your micro goals, and figure out how the fuck you're going to get there. So if you want to mm-hmm. fucking lose 15 pounds, make weekly goals. Like yeah. fucking, This is what we like, talked about like, with Jeff and stuff. Yeah, like, li- like little, little things, micro goals. Mm-hmm. And it's actually been helping. Um, time. What? In about, uh, about five minutes. In about five minutes? Yeah. Holy shit. Well... We do. We've been doing this lately with the guests, and it's pretty much a little opportunity for you, whether you want it or not. Five minutes on the platform. If you want to talk to the world, if you want to talk to them about taking risks, whatever the fuck you want. If you're like trying to motivate someone, anything, the mic is yours, and then we can close the speak to the world, bro. Speak to the world. Okay. Well, you know, I won't go freestyle. I'd like to buy your guys in. Uh, your intelligence in and see where you guys' brains lie. Right. Uh, I think today's society, I, we can all agree it's very touchy. Yeah. Right. And people, you know, sensitive. And, 100%. You know, beliefs have changed and, you know, ideas. But I think one thing that we should talk about, and I think a lot of people should talk about, is how these groups, these groups of people that all believe in the same thing, how they want respect but they don't give any respect. Mm-hmm. Entitlement, bro. Right? It's fucking right? entitlement. But if you think about it, if you think at all, if everyone just respected everyone, like, and their beliefs. the hostile would just go down. We could understand one another. But every sense, like, the disrespect, that hate of my beliefs instantly leads to hate of other beliefs, right? Yeah. Well, well, I find, like, my part on that is that what I find is, you see, I find myself as a pretty open-minded person. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah, there's these groups, but I don't try and specify anybody in these right. groups. And it finds me not cutting my own feet from under me when I'm meeting somebody new. Now, that person may have their beliefs and whatever they have their beliefs in. Um, I'm not going to sit there and try and talk somebody out of their beliefs, Mm-mm. if you will, and create that turmoil. Um, but what I do hope is if they look at me a specific way as a specific yeah. group mm-hmm. and I could talk to them and they'd be like, okay, well, maybe not everybody is like that, you know? Yeah. Like kind of give... Mm-hmm you know given the other end of the spectrum and that only becomes that starts with yourself like being yeah. open-minded to talking yeah. to whoever who, you know yeah. and that's that's my two cents it's being respectful right. you know yeah. i think a lot of people they demand the respect but they're not willing to give anyone else the respect yeah. you know and and i might sit here firm in one of my beliefs and you the the anti-christ of it all right yeah uh, but you need to be open-minded and i think the hostility is what keeps us closed-minded yeah and Honestly, i think I think it's phenomenal to look at the world today, and you might be mm-hmm. thinking, Austin, this is a crazy subject. Why are we talking about this? Mm-hmm. But the truth boils down to what would the world look like? Like, how would things be different? Yeah. And I think it would be substantial. Yeah. No, honestly, like, what you're saying right now is 100% what I would like to picture this podcast to be about, mm-hmm. which I'm going to take this opportunity right now. We can end this with this bad boy is that on our, our Life As We Know It podcast website, there's something that I wrote that kind of like I would say is our mission statement. So I'm going to read it real quick. All right. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, good way to go out. Life as we know a podcast is about the many different aspects of life. 
the times when things seem utterly perfect, the moments when things are completely dark as if there is no hope, and everything else in between. On this planet, there are 7.4 billion different people with different backgrounds, different beliefs, and different morals. 7.4 billion different individuals. We are all unique and special in our own way. This podcast excites us so much because it provides a platform for everyone to shine in their own way and see their own light. As important as it was yesterday and the day before, I believe that in this day, it's paramount, paramount that we strive to have an open mind to life and the willingness to understand the thoughts of others. We don't strive to agree with others' beliefs, but we do strive to understand them. We strongly believe that when the willingness is met, we can come together with our own differences and laugh, which is our favorite thing on this planet. Laughter, which is the cure for any bad day. Boom. It's beautiful. Highlight and perspective. Boom. So let's wrap that bad boy up. Episode 37 with our boy Austin. Instagram, iTunes, Twitter, Google Play, YouTube. All that shit. Share it shit. Oh, wait. Follow us. There was a shit. I had to do one shout out. Fuck. Shout out. Forgot her name. You got a shout out to anybody? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out. Oh, and then uh, if you want to say like your Instagram and all that shit. Yo, shout out to all the fucking new, uh, the new followers we've been getting lately. Or lately, Lady. especially. Lady. <laughs> oh, damn. He posted a picture? I didn't even realize. Yeah, go ahead. All right, you got it, man. Wait. Shout out to Anna. That's who I want to say. Thank Anna. You. Anna, Thank and, you, and I want to give a shout out to Andy, too, because she's, she's fucking doing her thing, too. So, yeah. Andy Zona, give her a follow. Yeah, follow me at Austin Fouché. It's just my name. I'll follow you back. Yeah, it'll be on the description, too. Hey, Katie, you want to 